The Power Trip is a proud member of the Kaiju Ramen Podcast Network. You can find more, more phenomenal kaiju and tokusatsu content at kaijuramenmedia.com. What's up, everyone? It is JDF, the Green Ranger, and you are listening to The Power Trip. It's morphin' time. Lisa! Taisaku Sentai, Pod Ranger! I'm Michael. And I'm Nathan. And we're continuing our journey through the Power Rangers franchise. In today's episode, we're discussing the comic book Power Rangers Turbo versus Beetleborg's Metallics. Hello, I am Nukas, and I have diabetes. <laughs> no, I am Nukas. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you laugh at Nukas? <laughs> I am hereby replacing Rito. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, Nathan. Oh, Nathan, 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 Nathan. I, I did not realize that bit. I did not realize how poorly Beetleborgs has aged over the years. We'll get into that. We're actually yeah, talking we'll, we'll, about a we'll comic book, but you basically gave me homework without telling me it was homework. Oh, no. All I, all I said was, hey, check this out. And. The let the shenanigans ensue. And it's you opened it. a can of worm tanks, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I opened a gigantic can of worm tanks. <laughs> Shut up, your nucus sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Call me your daddy. <laughs> that wasn't weird. Not at all. <laughs> okay. How long are we going to do the shtick for? I don't know. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. You may end oh. up regretting telling me to watch that and may end up, you may end up aiding Nukas more than Rito at this point. You know, <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, Rito does get on my nerves. It gets on my nerves. Hey, Shane, Please. if you're listening to this, if you ever bring in Nukas on Mass Rider or something crazy like that, consider this my audition. <laughs> Lord God, no. 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 Hey, no. If, I've recorded, I have recorded a script where Rito shows up in Master Rider, the audio drama, and he makes a Beetleborgs reference. Oh, boy. <laughs> because that's the kind of stuff that Shane does on that show. 
Nathan, this is a live stream. We're doing a live recording. Mm, yeah. as we've started. We, we haven't as done we, this in so long. I miss it. <laughs> I know. It's I have I've missed it too. I've missed it too. We've we've it's been a little while. It's probably been about two months since we've done a live stream, and we talked about we've done like a live recording episode. So this is this should be fun. I hope the I hope the muscles still work. Like like we talked about, it has been a little while since we've been behind the mic, at least on a live stream. Together, a live, well, uh, for a live power trip. For a live power trip. We were just on for Kaiju Weekly on Sunday, where chaos <laughs> definitely ensued. Uh, where, where There will be no chaos on this show. I, I <laughs> there will be no chaos on this show, because we run a tight ship here at the power trip. And speaking of a tight ship, we have some mailbag to read. I don't have the What's don't have in the mail today? Wrong show, Nathan. Oh. Wrong show. Mm. Wrong show. Anyway, we have some mailbag to read. This comes from our friend Tyler Codell. I hope I'm saying your name. I hope I'm saying your last name right. This is actually an email that came from Tyler. So Tyler says, "Hi, Michael. First off, I would like to say, as a fan of Power Rangers and Super Sentai, what you and Nate are doing for the fan base is awesome." Well, thank you, Tyler. Appreciate that. In Lost Galaxy, I would like to talk about my headcanon for Kendrick's revival. You can mention this on the podcast if you want. So we are mentioning. Oh, yeah. In the episode of The Power of Pink, Kendrick's says, don't worry, I'll always be there. Then the pink quasar saber goes into the sky as Kendrick dis- Kendrick's disappears. I know that the morphing masters now retcon it, but it I took it as Kendrick's disappearing as her... Kendrick's disappearing as her putting her essence into the Quasar Saber since the Sabers are so powerful, maybe they can give her another chance at life. And if you see in the last episode of Lost Galaxy, you see that Miranoi gets restored back to the way it was. So during that process, the pink Quasar Saber released Kendrick's and brought her back to life. I would love to talk to you both, to both you and Nate about this whenever you have time to. So Tyler, we would love to talk to you about that, but we figured this was going to be a good question or a good comment to read out on the air because I really am curious about Nathan's thoughts here so nathan i'll let you start it's a reasonable theory i would say it it would make it would make sense because i think the last person to use her quasar saber was her Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. it would actually be in line with what we see later with the quasar saber flying away and then Mm -hmm. the ghost of kendrick's appearing to corona in the next episode Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. I agree. I do think it's reasonable. I don't know if the Morphin Masters entirely retcon it. Eh. Sort of. I mean, I would take it as a retcon. I mean, the only Morph- thing I the would... The Masters do tell us that they can bring back... That's the whole... They, they do retcon the idea. The one thing that you and I... the One of the things that you and I complained about while we were watching through Power Rangers last year is that anytime there was a ranger death, it never stuck. Mm-hmm. So that in, in Dino Fury, them saying, oh, we, we can set the timeline back and we can set things right by bringing them back to life. That was sort of, I would say that's mm-hmm. sort of a, a retcon. I don't like that they do. I don't like that they can do that, but it at least makes sense. Yeah, the only thing that, that fan theory with that 
kind of bugs me about it is that it would have if that was the case if it was mm. Kendrick's soul grafted to the sword it would have been mm. nice to have seen her mm. a little bit more if that was the case mm-hmm. yeah but uh, yeah i mean given given the real life circumstances surrounding um, yeah that's why they wouldn't have been able to do it Right. Given the real life circumstances surrounding that death, it was, it would be uh, damn near impossible. You know, I do like, I actually do like Tyler's idea that sort of, that the Quasar Saber basically uh, absorbed her essence mm-hmm. and kept and kept it in stasis until everything was put back the way it was. Right. Well, and I suppose you could work in, still work in things like the Morphin Masters and the Morphin Grid at that point. Mm-hmm. It, if you want to use that theory, because you could say that this was the method by which the Morphin Masters accomplished all of this. Right. I, I it's Like I said, it's reasonable. The, the Morphin Masters muddy the waters, but mm-hmm. welcome to the Hasbro era. <laughs> the the Morphin mean, Masters do muddy everything it just makes me a little con- it just makes me a little concerned with how they're going to be retconning a lot of other things come cosmic fury but you know i guess we'll cross that bridge when they come to it anyway oh also we have to give a shout out to the person that actually has made this episode possible in yes. the first place our friend silverback and i have the comic and- right here Yes, I've read the comic, so thank you so, so much. Please forgive me because I cannot remember your first name. I'm an awful, 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 awful host because I cannot remember your first name. I am so sorry. But thank you so much for making for helping make this episode possible. You were kind enough to send us this to talk about on the podcast. And for what little bit we've been digging, it's a pretty hard one to come by these days. Yeah. So in fact, we're just jumping ahead a little bit, but I double checked my archives, those big graphic novel collections that boom put out that had supposedly all of the previous comics. Zach, that's his real name. Zach. Zachary. Zachary. Thank you. Right. I knew, I knew I wanted, uh, for some reason I wanted to call you Jeremy. That might have been yeah, the name but I anyway, and I don't know why. I'm so sorry. Yeah, this was uh, this right here was one of three issues of what was called Saban Powerhouse. It was a magazine. Mm-hmm. The other two were both Power Rangers Turbo stories, and those are in the collection. This is not mm-hmm. probably because the of the Beetleborgs. Probably, I would say. Probably there's there was probably some weird rights issues tied up in that one. So yeah, but yeah, this is going to be a good episode. So thank you, Zach Zachary, for you know sending that to us and letting us do this episode because it is the perfect, the perfect dare I say, je ne sais quoi, episode companion to both Turbo and our Car Ranger episode that's going to be coming up later on. So Nathan, mm-hmm. in case you unless you had something else. I think it's time to cue the epic rock music. Nuki shall give you your plot synopsis. Oh, God. (laughs) 
For the first time ever, the Power Rangers and the Beetleborgs meet face to face. There's big trouble on the way when the bad guys create a case of mistaken identity, forcing the Power Rangers and the Beetleborgs into an action-packed showdown. Will the Teen Titans figure out what's going on in time to stop the rumble? Probably not, in which case it's time to start choosing sides for the battle of the century. And no, I didn't write that. I stole that from the back cover copy because it was uh, too funny. Uh, <laughs> battle of the century. Well, I don't know if I would necessarily call this the the battle of the century. No, what because- sticks out to me is the fact that they were called the Teen Titans. <laughs> right. That's the first. Yeah, that's the first because thing. You- that's a DC comic book team. Someone is doing that because they know the comic fans are going to catch that. (laughs) For those who don't know, the Teen Titans were a DC comic team that started in the, I think, the mid to late 70s. They're really well known now thanks to an animated series they had in the early, in the Mm -hmm. mid 2000s. And they were basically a team made up of sidekicks for all of the all of the heavy hitters in the DC universe. So you had Robin and and Wonder Girl, and you know, a bunch of different, a bunch of different characters. Starfire made her well, her first appearances there. You know, so mm-hmm. that's why it made me laugh. <laughs> I I don't know what you're talking about. So, you poor deprived child. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, I do have a fair amount of background I need to get through on this. Yeah. I don't have as much on the actual comic here itself, but I I had to do research about stuff around it or mm-hmm. in it. So since I, I don't think, Michael, that we have ever talked about Beetleborgs on the power trip before, and if we did, it was... Uh very much in passing it was very in passing and and we've probably talked about beetleborgs but not well in, we in would have for in, wild force because forever Red recycled the costumes. right right but not in any serious way right so for those who don't know big bad beetleborgs or beetleborgs metallics in the second season ran from September 7th, 1996 to March 2nd, uh, March 2nd, 1998 on Fox. It was produced by Saban. Both seasons were based on a the Metal Hero franchise, which was also made by Toei. So this if you heard the Tokusatsu 101 presentation mm-hmm. that I shared in the Power Trip feed, was which I, I gave that at JFAX a few weeks ago, I talked a bit about this. So this was like I said it was another superhero franchise that Toei had going on. Season mm-hmm. one was based on, my apologies if I get these names wrong, Juko or Juku? Mm-hmm. B-Fighter, which aired 1995 in Japan. And season two is based on its sequel, B-Fighter Kabuto, which ran from 1996-1997. And then they ran into the same problem that they ran into with VR Troopers, which is that they ran out of usable footage because the next Metal Hero show that came out after that was completely different from what they had before that. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. Sentai where you could reasonably jump to the next one. No, this was Metal Heroes run the gamut. They're all over the place in terms of design. And if you look up mm-hmm. the Metal Hero show that followed B-Fighter Kabuto, it, there's there's no way they could have made it work. 
work. Right. Now, what I find really interesting about Beetle, what about Beetleborgs in that era is actually like if you do if you do some reading and some research on it, it turns out that Beetleborgs was actually getting better ratings than Power Rangers at it during its during its time. Yeah, I don't. I can someone can someone please explain to me how Beetleborgs got better ratings? I don't get it because Beetleborgs is really different from Power Rangers because. Beetleborgs is more of a sitcom than it is an a- an action show. It's the same problem mm-hmm. that Masked Rider had, but oh god, <laughs> Masked Rider is even worse. <laughs> I've oh, tried no, to watch was, Masked Rider. <laughs> I was no, 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 no. I was watching a few episodes of of Beetleborgs to prep for this discussion, just because I had to refamiliarize myself with Beetleborgs Metallics specifically. I. I had watched a little bit of the original series uh, a few months back, but and I had to refresh my memory on what Beetleborgs Metallics because I don't remember the specifically these villains like Nucus and some of the others. I don't remember them at all. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't remember them either. I can tell you that Beetleborgs never interested me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Even if I had tried to watch it, I don't think I would have found it all that appealing. I remember actually the first time I saw an ad promoting this show. With you know, mm-hmm. saying, Hey, the show is coming, it in no way told you that it was going to be a anything close to a superhero show in the vein of Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. It was mm-hmm. focused more on the kids going into a haunted house and meeting Flabber the magic ghost who says, I'll grant mm-hmm. you a wish. And then that's when it ends. That's when the ad ends and says, Hey, coming soon, big bad Beetleborgs. Like, now, okay. To- now to our friend, because I wanted to bring this up really quick, because this is actually a good point about our friend Travis in the chat I mentioned that it wasn't so much the quality of Beetleborgs was good; it was so it was actually that the quality of Power Rangers had declined at the time. Well, I don't know about that because season one of Beetleborgs was running concurrent, I believe, with Zio. Hmm. Hmm. And. So I I would I would have agreed with that if it was you know, Turbo. I mean, let's let's be. I'm sorry, Michael, but you know, Turbo. It speaks to how terrible Turbo was if Beetleborgs is beating it. However, interestingly, mm-hmm. despite the fact that Beetleborgs for a while was bringing in better ratings than Power Rangers, clearly Power Rangers has had more staying power. Do you think now this is something I was thinking about when I was watching a little bit of Beetleborgs. Do you think it's because they just sort of embraced the they just they embraced more of the shtick like the like not not they're they're not teenagers with attitude, they're children they're middle schoolers maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, it's like having a whole team of Justins. I think actually that's why they brought Justin in was because mm-hmm. they decided to make the make kids superheroes in mm-hmm. this show. I will mm-hmm. say, just from the handful of episodes that I've watched, it's at least tonally consistent. It's not a tone that I find appealing, especially since it feels well, like two different shows. Because it's not offensive. It's not offensive. It's, yeah, like it's, it's yeah, it's, it's harmless. It's innocuous. But the th- my biggest gripe with it is that it feels like it's split into two shows because all the stuff with the haunted house feels like it should be its own show. Because mm-hmm. those characters have little to nothing to do with all the superhero antics, usually. Although they got a little bit involved in the handful of episodes I watched. They're not in this comic. 
it makes me wonder now that I'm thinking about this, it makes me wonder if, if those characters were not modeled after, or I don't remember which can we don't have to, look, we don't have time to look it up, but if we were, if this were not a live recording, we could look it up, but right. it makes me want, it makes me wonder which came first. If, Mm-hmm. Kellogg's Booberry cereal or Beetle or Beetleborgs. I'm first. pretty sure Booberry was first because these characters feel very much in the vein of like a Saturday, not just not just a Saturday morning cartoon, but a kids cereal cast of characters. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Right. When I say that? Yeah, it does. Like, it, it, they're very zany they're they're clearly based on stuff like the like the universal monsters and all that like i said they're not in this comic so the fact that we're even talking about it is it seems a bit superfluous personally but mm-hmm. you know yeah you, you have to at least bring it up i will say this even though i'm already seeing some people bemoaning the turbo bashing sorry you came to the wrong podcast but i I'm will say you, this people. i will say this I do think, given what I've seen of Beetleborgs and what I've seen of Best Writer, clearly Saban put its top-tier talent on Power Rangers because oh, I can't begin to tell you, despite how Turbo turned out, I still can't begin to tell you how anytime I watch those shows, I'm like, just the diametric difference in quality between all of these mm-hmm. is just, it boggles my mind because it, just to allay some of the comments that I'm seeing in the chat. Mass Rider is worse than Turbo. I will say that it is worse than Turbo. Oh my god, that is true. It might I even think. be it might even be worse than Megaforce and Operation Overdrive. I'm sorry. It's, screw you, Furbus. Anyway. Hey, don't go. We're not. This is not the play. No, no, no. If there's any redeeming quality of Masked Rider, we're not here to bash Furbus. We're not here. This is not. This is a tell Furbus that to ba- Discotech who advertises their re- release of Common Rider Black no. RX by saying it's Furbus free. 100% well, Furbus Disco- free. Well, Discotech, Discotech doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Wow. I hope they ban you from buying any copies. Now on to the <laughs> comic itself. I have uh, pardon me, you're about to get a little bit of a history lesson in comic books. Bear with me. Anyway, so this comic sure. was published in October 1997 and it was one mm-hmm. I mentioned before was one of three issues of Saban Powerhouse. Mm-hmm. The other two were just straight up Power Ranger Turbo Stories. They are in the Power Rangers Archive collections. I checked. <laughs> Hilariously, the, the, one of those issues is advertised not once, but twice in this book. <laughs> they, they really wanted you to know that was coming. They did. They really wanted they you to did. know. They really did. Now, here's where the lesson comes in. Because this was published by Acclaim Comics, which was formerly and then later Valiant Comics. And if you're a comic book fan, particularly one of a certain age, you know a lot about Valiant Comics. Mm-hmm. They're kind of a big deal. So, there we go. A big deal. Yeah. Valiant Comics was founded in 1989 by former Marvel Comics editor-in-chief Jim Shooter and entertainment lawyer Stephen, I hope I say this right, Masarsky. Mm-hmm. 
and their first title was Magnus Robot Fighter, which was published in May 1991. They have since published 81 million issues, creating the third largest comic universe with over 2,000 characters. So they are third only to DC and Marvel. That is no small feat. Mm-hmm. Now, reason why they are called Acclaim, and just to bring something up here, if you look at the Acclaim logo, for years, I thought the Acclaim logo, it was Acclaim with two Ks because, you know, it's the 90s and poor literacy is cool, as Linkaro would say. But it's actually just stylized Cs. Whoops. Anyway. Oh, well. Yeah. So they were purchased by Acclaim Entertainment, Valiant Comics, in 1994 for $65 million. And Acclaim Entertainment was a video game company. $65 million. Million $65 million. Yeah. And then that's when they became Acclaim Comics. But Acclaim, the parent company, filed for bankruptcy in 2004. So, quote, in 2005, a group of entrepreneurs led by Dinesh... Sham Dasani and Jason Kothari raised financing and acquired the rights to Valiant Comics Library from Acclaim Entertainment's estate, forming Valiant Entertainment. End quote. Mm-hmm. Finally, quote, on January 29th, 2018, it was announced that DMG Entertainment had acquired full ownership of Valiant Entertainment after already owning 57% of the company. End quote. So that is their current owners. They're still around. Some of their titles and characters, this is by no means an extensive list because they have a lot, include Exo Manowar, who's kind of like Iron Man, Rye, Harbinger, Bloodshot, which actually got a movie made a few years ago with Vin Diesel, Ninjack, and Turok Dinosaur Hunter. If you're a gamer, again, of a certain age, you might remember Turok Dinosaur Hunter. And also, fun fact, Fabian Nasaza is listed as on in the comic as the quote-unquote president-slash-publisher of Acclaim. Mm-hmm. And he's significant because he did write some of Marvel's Power Ranger comics, but he's most famous for co-creating Deadpool with Rob Liefeld. Oh. Which is significant for me because I now play Deadpool in this in X-Men the audio drama. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> well then. That is that and is okay. Yeah, that's that's also good to know. So we got some more Power Ranger connections here. <laughs> yeah, so Michael just be glad Deadpool doesn't crash the streams. I'm just saying. <laughs> I thank my lucky stars every day. <laughs> Are they the Ultra Stars? The Stars of Ultra? Yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, the wrong, only, wrong franchise. But, anyway. <laughs> Here's our mm-hmm. creative team. Th- I am so glad I dug around for this because I know the comic fans in our audience would have been yelling at me, and I am a little bit embarrassed that I didn't remember some of these names. But the mm-hmm. writer on this book is Robert L. Washington III, mm-hmm. who is the co-creator of Static Shock with Dwayne McDuffie and John Pearl Leon. And that was for Milestone Comics, which is, which was an imprint of DC. And Static Shock is a pretty big deal for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? There was a cartoon series for Static Shock. I do Shock. actually. Yes. It was actually part remember. of the DC AU. So the same universe as Justice League and Batman the Animated Series and all of that. Uh, Static right. even appeared in an episode of Batman Beyond. 
Mm-hmm. So there was a little bit of crossover there. And then our artists, our pencilers, were Robert, or excuse me, Howard Simpson and John uh, Hebink. And they've done extent. Hebbing? Yeah. No, I think it's Hebink. I, I spelled it wrong. Let me double check here in the actual comic. It, it, yeah, Hebink. So I spelled it wrong in the notes. And both of them, for what I can tell, have done pretty extensive work for both DC and Marvel. Mm-hmm. You can actually commission work from Mr. Hebink on his website right now, if you so oh. if you so desire. I found his official website. Our inkers are Rich Rankin, Rodney Ramos, John Floyd, Bill Anderson, Bob Amond. I hope I said that right. Charles Bennett the Third and Kim. The Mulder again. I hope I said that right. That is a lot of anchors for one That's little a book. Lot. Yeah, that is it a is. lot. And this because we're. This it's, I mean, it's a it's a sixty two page comic, but still, that's a lot of ink. Yeah, this is not a big book at all. This is not a it's, like. A, a it, com- it's bigger than a normal comic, but it's also in terms of page length. But you, as you can tell, you know, mm-hmm. this is not normal comic book dimensions. This right. is smaller by far. Yeah, that, we'll, which was we'll one of the because this right here is a I'm sure the people who are listening to this are like what the frick is this nerd talking about but this is a normal comic book size right here and you know so it's pretty small you know and anyway so i i don't know what's going on so i don't know what's going on there and then our letterers are ken bell and graphic planet i don't know if that's a person or a company and then our colorers are dennis calero and atomic paintbrush again i don't know if it's a person or a company <laughs> We're going to go with company, I think. Sure, Maybe. sure. Admittedly, they both sound pretty cool, especially Atomic Paintbrush. I like the name Atomic Paintbrush. Atomic Paintbrush! <laughs> it sounds like a... a that tag. is what Nucus uses to do his art! I'm sorry. <laughs> it's... Oh, good Lord. Oh, the, the shtick is going to get really old really fast. And I, have a <laughs> I don't um, know. It'll just depend so on how many setups I get. But anyway, so, so Nathan, since there, since there's no theme song for this, cause it's a comic, right? Would you like to sing us the turbo theme song? No. <laughs> well, I'm <laughs> You, do you want people to, to stay in the stream and listen to this episode? They don't want to hear me sing. <laughs> big bad Beetleborgs Metallics. Big Beetleborgs Metallics. I think that's how it goes. Yeah, it is. No, it, it. Admittedly, it's catchy, but we're not here to talk about that show. <laughs> we're talking about a comic, sir. <laughs> stay on target. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on target. Well, okay. So when I, when I started reading this comic book to get into our characters, so we have turbo red, Tommy Oliver, turbo blue, Justin Stewart, turbo green, Adam Park, turbo yellow, Tanya Sloan, turbo pink, Catherine Hillard. I was actually pleasantly surprised to see that this is the original cast of the turbo Rangers. This isn't, you know, this isn't TJ and Ashley and Cassie. Well, I don't and, and, and the think team. at this point they had been replaced yet. No, but it was just because every like every time like every time I've seen like the because for me Turbo like I don't even associate Jason David Frank hardly with Turbo like he for, I associate TJ with Turbo right you know right the only th- the one thing I'm a little bit confused about is figuring out the timeline for this because they talk about how 
school hasn't been started fighting. yet. And I'm like, wait, yeah. So is this supposed to be after the movie, but before the for show, the series? I'm confused. <laughs> I mean, that's that's how. Okay, so that's how that's how I understood it. Because in this, Cat is a teacher. She's getting ready to. She's a student that's her, teacher. Student teacher. She's a student teacher. So they haven't started high school yet. And then if you remember in Turbo, they're they in graduate. the series, I should say. They graduate. So this has to be between the movie and the series. I mean, I don't know how important it is, it, to be honest. But you know, it's, but, but then the again, then again, this starts but, in a very traditional comic book fashion because we just get this big splash page that shows you this is what's happening right now and then it's you know you might wonder i might have wondered how we got here and then it basically goes into a flashback that's a common timeline is a little that's a common comic book trope but the timeline is a little mucked up because if you remember from the show they have not been fighting diva tox they assume diva tox has been defeated so Diva Talks comes back. It, the, the timeline is really much. Yeah, I, I don't know how canon this comic is. I'm assuming it isn't. Funny enough, this yeah. is the only official crossover between these. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they. I know Saban, I think, toyed with trying to do a crossover between Power Rangers and VR Troopers well, through the, the Gold official, Ranger, but that didn't work. To my knowledge, it's the only official Beetleborgs comic, period. No, I'm pretty. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to do a little digging to find out if there's more, but it wouldn't surprise me if there was more, considering how big comic books are a motif in there. Mm. You know, I, I don't know. But it, this is also, and we talked about this in the, the Justice League Power Rangers crossover. It, this also uses the Stan Lee trope of when the heroes meet each other, they must fight first. And then they team right. up because that's basically what well, happens. It's not a, it honestly, it's not that unique sorta. of a story. No, it's not. It's not. We've, we've seen this story before in power before in powers. Really? I've seen it before in a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. Cause it's basically what this boils down to is Nukas and diva talks start talking and they say oh you're dealing with an with annoying team of superheroes oh i'm dealing with an annoying team of superheroes so they decide well why don't we make a we shape-shifting should team up we should team up why don't let's make a shape-shifting monster a bunch of them who will pretend to be the opposite team and go fight the other one and then we'll lure them into a pocket dimension and make them fight each other so we can collect their heroic energy mm. okay according to <laughs> According to our friend Zachary, I've seen a cover of the Beetleborgs comic from Image, but it never happened. So, okay, ah. that's that might be what I'm thinking of. But like I said, considering how big comic a comic books are as a motif in Beetleborgs, I'm a little surprised. Mm-hmm. No, I, I think no, I'm a little surprised as well. I'm a little surprised as well, and especially the, since the, in this the Beetleborgs say they've only seen the Power Rangers on TV. Which okay, if they're the same universe. I can go along with that. But then the only ranger who knows that the Beetleborgs exist is Justin. And it says, and he says, because he reads their comic books. I read their comic books. Because the Beetleborgs have a comic book in universe. Which is true. Which is true. Because if you remember, I think it was an episode of Zeo, if I'm not mistaken, you see Bulk and Skull in a water, in a, in a, in a uh, lookout tower reading a Beetleborgs comic. Ah, that makes sense. Yeah. So all that makes sense. Yeah. 
so which I don't know. So that just makes it a little bit weird. And I was a little confused at first because when I started reading this, especially when you have the the scene here where Nukas and Divatox meet each other, and she says like, "Hey, ugly, your transceiver wave is in my oscillation scans," and he says. No weak female, your oscillation scans are interrupting my transceiver wave. And I'm like, wait, are they, is this like a multi, is this like a parallel universe cross dimensional thing going on? I don't know. Cause mm. then the, they start acting like, no, it's not. So I don't know. It was, maybe it was because I just didn't understand everything that was going on because I went into mm. this with basically no knowledge of Beetleborgs, no real investment in those characters. And you know, I I have some investment in the Turbo Rangers, but that's about it. So I, I, I that's probably a dangerous thing when I've you know got an uneven level of knowledge here. <laughs> Sometimes that'll just create frustration. <laughs> and, and as this, but this comic does drop a little bit of wisdom. So this comic, this this comic is wise beyond its years, I would say, because there's because it tells us that. When two evil, when two evils this great <laughs> do the same thing at the same time, it's like peanut butter and chocolate. It's it's like the peanut butter and chocolate, chocolate of, of badness. <laughs> There's our episode title. When I read that, I screenshot it and sent it to you. It's like that's our episode title right there. Which I don't know. Is it? Are they trying to say that peanut butter and chocolate is a bad thing or is it no no you've not have you not heard this phrase no you've never heard the phrase it goes to get they go together like peanut butter and chocolate no you poor deprived child anyway that is that that's a phrase dude people talk about that all the the people talk about that all the time so it's supposed to be two things that are wonderful by themselves you put them together and they get even better come on peanut butter cups well, I know what Reese's are, Nathan. What I'm saying is I've never heard that used as a colloquialism before. Well, it is. <laughs> okay. Whatever. I hope the chat yells at you right now. <laughs> I hope the chat yells at you, sir. <laughs> I'm just saying. So that's why that was that's why it made me laugh. So now I'm sitting here I'm sitting here picturing Divatox and Nucus as it's like a peanut butter cup because of this. So now the question becomes, Michael, who's who? Who's the peanut butter and who's the chocolate? <laughs> Choose carefully. We might overshoot the PG-13 rating. <laughs> I set you up. <laughs> <laughs> oh god for okay okay <sighs> you know as as a wise as my very wise very wise sister once told me it is better to ask for forgiveness than permission <laughs> so i'm going to say that nucus is is the is the is the peanut butter because it potentially has nuts <laughs> <laughs> well, Nucus is in fact horny. <laughs> oh no, God! <laughs> I, I'm telling you, that was a mistake to tell me to watch a handful of episodes because I was not. 
finding the humor in Nukas until I watched the show. When I just read the comic, I'm like, yay. <laughs> okay. But but does watching the show make you enjoy the comic more? Like it doesn't, does it not? It makes me enjoy Nukas more. I'll say that. Right. right. <laughs> Cause okay. I keep wanting to flip through and just find random pages with Nukas dialogue and read it in the new Nukas voice. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, goodness. But yeah, just to finish the rundown of our characters, and then we'll dive a little bit more into the actual story here. So mm-hmm. those are our Turbo Rangers, and then our three Beetleborgs, which is a little funny for me because the, there is a fourth Beetleborg, mm-hmm. from what I could tell, in the... Sorry, the notes are a little goofed up here. The, oh, crap. No! Stop it! Ah, anyway, there there was a fourth Beetleborg. Like mm-hmm. a, it was basically like a sixth ranger in the first season, mm-hmm. but apparently he's nowhere to be found. I don't know. But it was white. Yeah, he was uh, white. Was a, but anyway, so white. we have Chromium, Chromium Gold Beetleborg, Andrew Drew McCormick, Titanium mm-hmm. Silver Beetleborg, Roland Williams, and mm-hmm. Platinum Purple Beetleborg, Josephine Joe McCormick. And like I said, they're a bunch of middle schoolers. They are young. They are basically Justin's age. Yeah. Which apparently which, was which, the, the appeal, I guess. Which makes the dialogue between Joe and Justin make kind of more sense. It does. I will say this. As much grief as I give Justin the character, what is uh, Blake Foster? I will say this. Having watched a few episodes of the show, Blake Foster's a better actor than the kids in Beetleborgs. I'm sorry. I had a hard time with these kids. I'm like, you know what? I have a little bit more appreciation for Blake Foster now. (laughs) You're, You're right. You're right. It was Cam Tabor. Hi, Cam. Thanks for joining the stream. Says the white blaster Beetleborg, Shadowborg is still a fraud. Still a fraud. Yeah, I figured he was a bad guy because he looks kind of like, he looks like uh, the the Shadow Moon from Kamen Rider Black. Mm. Also, Rob chimes in and says the white blaster Beetleborg, he was only used for the Shadowborg story. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so he was a temporary member. Yeah, so... Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I'm not too sold on these Beetleborgs characters. Just, they just, spit. they just, ah. honestly, they just weren't working for me. And I don't find ah. them all that appealing now. And I don't think I would have found them all that appealing as a kid. It's because you have no soul, Nathan. You're a soulless, soulless. Would ginger. you have found uh, found this show all that appealing as a kid? Did you ever try watching this show as a kid? I remember this show as a kid. Yeah, I remember. Did you I watch it? Metallics as a, yeah, I watched it, but I don't remember anything about it. Exactly. Like I, I, anyway, like I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm watching I'm watching it now. I like the I watched the first five episodes to get ready for this show, and I'm watching it now with like like I was like I thought my face was going to get stuck like this because my my eyebrow was raised the whole damn time. Yeah, I was going to say um, it hasn't aged well. No. Yeah, no, I will admit, I will admit as much grief as I give Turbo, Turbo has probably aged better <laughs> than uh, than but, this show. 
I will say, I will say we did get the return of a very endearing character to ourselves, to, to us anyway, like pe- a character that we find <laughs> near and dear to our hearts when like he's and that, not co- appropriating cultures <laughs> and he, it is jive talking alpha. Yo, yo, yo rages. And it's like in the, in the, if you've never read this comic, the dialogue for alpha is exact is written exactly how that alpha. Talks, I know I'm trying to makes, find it right <clears throat> now because I give them it. credit. They try to transcribe the accent. It's, it's it's on it's on page it starts on page fifty. It's like Tommy, what's up, Alpha? Yo, Rangers, I've been trying to get you through the. I've been trying to get you through through this uh, uh, dimensionals. Dimension. Yeah, interference. Yeah. Gotta yeah. stop fighting. Yeah. Listen, listen. That punket dimension of yours is about to close. And then it, I, it's really hard to read because I can't do the accent really well. So you get the point. Jive talk and alpha five or jive talk. Yeah. Jive talk and alpha six. Sorry. Alpha, alpha, alpha six. six. Yeah. <laughs> Weirdly enough, we don't have any of the supporting cast from Beetleborgs in this. <laughs> we do not. No supporting cast from Beetleborgs, much to my surprise, but they might've been doing that. I mean, Alpha only appears as a voice. He's not actually on panel. Yeah. And we don't yeah, see Demetria. It was probably done for expediency, I'm guessing. I would say so, yeah. Or maybe I mean, they had is- or maybe the the guys at Acclaim had enough forethought to think, you know, probably don't want those other characters. <laughs> we'll put up with the robot just as a voice. But <laughs> yeah, maybe. But okay. Our villains here. So we do have mm-hmm. Diva Talks. I'm still not a Diva Talks fan. By the way, her I will admit, will admit she's no drawn class. very nicely in this comic. Her Whoa. costume colors Whoa. are a little inconsistent, but Whoa, sure. calm down there. there. Calm down there, slugger. I see a little I see a little sweat beating up on that old forehead there. You might want to talk to yourself there a little bit, I think, you know, but anyway, there's all be one concession. We have Nukus. <laughs> might be my new favorite character <laughs> and okay i'm a little confused with the ranger wiki because the ranger wiki claims elgar's in here i did not what? see elgar anywhere in this buddy, comic buddy he's on page let me find it i'll tell you where El- elgar shows up because i have it pulled up here i have the digital version pulled up oh you found uh, a digital but- copy hmm Mm-hmm. I did. I did. I found a digital copy so I could have it as a point of reference for this episode. Thank you very much. Elgar shows up on page nine. He is in the topper. He's in the top right hand panel right behind Diva. Oh, jeez. The horrendous looking. I was going to say creature. he looks awful. That might be why I didn't think it was him. Oh, no, that's Elgar. Yeah, Elgar that is. is I'm comic. sorry. I, I've. Just to let everybody know, unless you want to screen share your 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 digital copy, but that, yeah, I never, I did not in any way think that was Elgar. So okay, so Elgar, ugly Elgar has a cameo, a silent cameo, and then we also get one of the supporting villains, one of them from Beetleborgs. These are the kinds of names we're dealing with in Beetleborgs. Okay. In Power Rangers, we get 
villains with puntastic names, but I can accept that. Now we've got everybody with puntastic names in Beetleborgs. This guy's name is Les Fortune. And there are points in the show where Duke is flat out says, Les Fortunate. I'm like, that's not the name. That is not the, say it right, sir. Say it right. Or or Lester. And he's a comic he's an evil comic book artist who He looks like our Lester. Yeah, he does. Who draws villains, monsters of the week, that Ducas can magically bring to life. I'm like, I've seen this before. It was in Cyber Squad. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Cyber Squad already did this, which was mm-hmm. also done in Gridman. So Supra beat right. them to this concept and Deke for when they did Cyber Squad. And mm-hmm. there's a story in Ninja Turtles, one of the early Ninja Turtles comics that got made into one of the episodes of the 2003 show, I think. Mm-hmm. That was a tribute to Jack Kirby that was kind of similar to this. So mm-hmm. like, okay. And if I remember correctly, I think poor Lester gets yelled at by Nukas to make the... the Basically, what he says is, you make the monster, and then I'm going to send it to Divatox, who has a giant Xerox machine now, because of course she does. <laughs> it's not all that interesting a, a looking of a monster, but it's just supposed to be a shapeshifter, so it, I guess it doesn't have to look interesting. Yeah. And then she makes a bunch of copies of it beca- with a giant Xerox machine because that's what you do, <laughs> right? You have a giant Xerox machine somewhere in your apartment, don't you? No. Why would I have a giant? Re- all my notes are digitized, sir. Why would I have a giant Xerox machine? Well, because you're trying to emulate your favorite Power Rangers villain. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I don't know what's more basic, her or Zed. I guess it's basic for different reasons. <laughs> but I, so I, I do agree with Mr. Reiner. Zivatox does look like she's auditioning to be Wonder Woman. <laughs> so, so Beetle Rangers Turbo. Beetle Rangers Those are the Turbo. monsters of the week. Yeah, the two sets. So we have Beetle Rangers Turbo and Power Ranger Borgs Metallics. It's... It doesn't quite roll off the tongue, although if you think that doesn't roll off the tongue, when we get to the quote-unquote Zords, I'm like, okay, this is full <laughs> tilt parody at this point, okay? This is this th- this was the comic trying to be Car Ranger for a hot second because we get to the end and they're freaking Mecha combined too into a ridiculous Megazord <laughs> with... Gosh, this name. <laughs> you want to rattle it off or should I? No, I'll do it. I'll do it because it's a lot of fun. The <clears throat> the Ultra Mega Turbo Beetle Battle Zord with Turbo Ram Metallics Mode. I don't think that's that funny, but okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. I just, no, I just, the name is what I'm laughing at. Not the delivery. It's just the, it's like it goes on for days. Yes. Yes. He's the brother of the guy who helped the, who helped the Beetleborgs get their powers. I know. Art, art fortunes. Badum tish. Yeah. <laughs> 
Oh, this, this, which, okay. So which, with this meg megazord, we'll say megazord. And I use that term loosely looks just like a giant beetleborg. There's no real discernible ranger E things about it. Honestly, yeah. Well, and the, the one that the evil copies make just looks pretty generic too. Like, you know, so this is, mm. this is what we're talking about here. And they both look really generic. Like I said, no, so, it looks pretty awful. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, I'm sorry. I claim you're you're not, not knocking out of the park there. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's eh. but it's barely in the comic anyway. It's only in it for maybe a couple of like, pages, and then it's done. It's literally like it's literally four panels. Yeah, it's in it like literally four panels. So I guess they just decided, eh, we don't have to use it that much. So whatever, you know. So that's. You know, that sets the stage for you. And I mean, I took a handful of notes as I was reading it. If you want, you know, we can go over those really quick if you want. We've already talked about a few of them. I found one typo, which is on page six. It was supposed to be, it was a Nucus line. He was supposed to be saying monsters, but they forgot the S. Mm. So it says monster. And mm. The editor in me mm. is just like, wait, it, I stopped dead when I was reading it. I'm like, hold on. Oh, got it. <laughs> I mean, so do you think the? I think we already. I think we already talked about the the villain, the villain, the villains, the spy. Shoot, I can't talk today. Reminds you of the Cyber Squad. And yeah, Lester that, does. And, you know, it's the same mm -hmm. shtick that he does in the show. But you know, just to kind of go through some of the notes I have here. Oh my gosh, uh, Tanya, you look awful on that first panel in page nine. On oh page eight. my god. And I'm oh like, wait, okay, which is, and I, I'm like, it's art inconsistency because when you see her on the next panel, she looks fine. Yeah. I mean, but okay, she so looks terrible. She looks like, she looks like she has two lazy eyes and buck teeth. <laughs> so to be fair, none of, none of these characters really look like they're supposed to. They don't Outside look exactly on model. Right. You know, except I guess Divatox and Nucus, but that's, it's, it's a little easy. easier with them because they look yeah. comic booky, but mm -hmm. yeah, sorry Tanya, you're not you're not working there. Yeah, you're not working yeah. there. Now there, I will admit there are some comic book tropes that are used in here with the layouts that I really like. If you go to what is it, page thirteen? I do love this side, these side by side panels for both Nucus and Divatox when they're talking to each other and they make the agreement that they're going to work together and then both of them oh, think at yeah. the same time because they have the same thought bubble in the <laughs> middle of the two panels for them. Yeah. And it's this side-by-side, -side, so it's one, you know, it's the two sides of their faces and they're both thinking <laughs> the same thing, which is after that, I can betray you. Yes. I was like, okay, that's some good use of the comic book medium. So I do like mm -hmm. that. Right. The... <laughs> Diva, admittedly, Diva talks has a bit of a funny line where she talks about making Turbo Ranger toast and Beetleborg borscht. <laughs> Beetleborg borscht. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> there you go. I mean, the art, the, the art is good. Like it's yeah, it's the not... art, the art is the art is pretty decent. Lester it's, looks it's much less psychotic in this, admittedly. Mm hmm. Yeah. 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 So do you remember, did Cat have a bow in Turbo? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think Cat had a bow in Turbo. 
I think that was a mistake, but that's just a, that's neither here nor there. I don't, right. I, I guess. Right. Yeah. And then we have the comic shop where the Beetleborgs hang out. It's called Zoom Comics. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if, if a Boom could have actually reprinted this, it would have been funny if they changed it to Boom or Zoom Studios. Oh, yeah. Just to be funny. Yeah. Zoom Studios. Like, basically, I, I did I did read that and I'm wondering like, it made me wonder how long Boom has been around. Don't tempt but, me to look it up. <laughs> we don't have time to look it up. We don't have time yeah, to look it up. Yeah, we don't have it, time it, it, to look it up. Someone will probably tell us in the chat. So just someone tell yeah. us in the chat. But then we get to the first major plot point, I'll say, of mm-hmm. this story, mm-hmm. which is the fake Power Rangers show up at Zoom Comics to rob it. Mm-hmm. because they just know that the Beetleborg kids are there, and then we get to see that the Beetleborg kids can turn into bugs. It's one of their things. Yeah. You know, and they have some civilian powers, which we kind of get to get to see them use a, a little, little bit. bit. With, and with, then, with, with Joe, yeah, especially. With right? Joe, especially. Yeah. And then after that, we see what's going on at the same time, which is the fake Beetleborgs go pop out of a portal to pick a fight with the Rangers who are trying to have a nice little picnic in the park. Mm-hmm. Don't you hate it when the supervillains crash your, your picnic in the park? <laughs> I did like this line, though. Or it wasn't... No, sorry, I take that back. It wasn't a line. It was a caption. It says, As justice and heroism cry bitter tears, <laughs> evil laughs. <laughs> I did like that. That is that's really good. <laughs> the purple prose. <laughs> like, evil. <laughs> evil laughs. Thank you, Chris. Boom Comics was founded in 2005. 2005. Okay, there you go. Gotcha. Gotcha. There you go. So I will admit, there's some nice progression here. I like the parallelism. And then we get to page 22, where both of the teams morph. And why are the Rangers terrifying? (laughs) They look like they have been possessed by... What was the... What was the, the... Dang it! The the demon lords and Lightspeed Rescue. Oh, um, it's Queen um, Banshee, but what was the what was the other guy's uh, name? Um, um, Diabolica. Diabolica. Why do they look like they've been possessed by Diabolica? Why did they white out their eyes? Why? I don't know, but that, that's really. Freaking, but I see freaking. that, and I was horrified. I'm like, God, they want to eat my soul. <laughs> Why? Why did you do that? Acclaim? Why? <laughs> Poor, poor Adam. Poor Adam looks the most evil of the line. <laughs> well, it doesn't help that I sub- I think that there's this line going down his face that I think is supposed to be a cheekbone or something, but he looks like he has a it scar. It looks like a scar. <laughs> and they're all holding up their fist. Like, here, this is what it looks like. They're all holding up their fists, and I'm like, God, no! <laughs> Tell me Oliver wants to eat me. <laughs> Earth's heavy metal heroes are summoned while at the same moment, another gathering of Earth's mightiest heroes. You mean the Avengers? I was going to say, guys, shifts into turbo. So we have the Teen Titans on the back. We have Earth's mightiest heroes in here. Can you Mm -hmm. tell this was made by people who know their comics? (laughs) Okay. 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 I'm going to share my screen just for, just for and giggles. Oh, oh, Uh, oh, oh, yeah. That's right. Uh, Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? Okay. Well, I'll put an explicit, I'll I'll put an explicit warning on this. This, I I give you the sound effects so you can, to make editing easier, but whatever. (laughs) 
I found the I found the panel. I found the panel that I believe that our co-host in common, Badum Tish, would love the most. And I think you're gonna know which one I'm talking about. And I don't know how I feel about it. Because Travis Travis likes to made make weird butt jokes. And okay. Okay, 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 okay. Okay. So So I will hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I, I want to give I want to give these villains credit. I want to give these villains credit. These villains were able to do something that no, seemingly no other villains were able to do ever in Power Rangers. And that's hit the Rangers while they're in the middle of their morphing sequence. Yes, they did that. I did remark about that. You do you realize these artists, these it sums wrong with these artists with this panel. Oh, does it? Cause it looks like the one is coming out of no lasers or what? Which Ranger is that? Oh, that's Justin. Yeah, I know. I understand. Yes, I understand the. Con- I know. I understand that. Like that's that's really weird. That's really weird. But I get it. I I, I get it. I'm just. I just made the joke because I know. Friend, I know. Travis but still, likes- I'm just like, wait a minute. Just dawned on me that one's blue. But oh no. But <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that our friend Travis likes to make butt jokes all the time, and so this would be a panel that I feel like he would really grip onto. <laughs> You are one horrible joke away from a visit from Rito. I'm telling you right now. (laughs) I mean, look, look, look at the panel. Look at behind, but look in front of Justin. Look in front of Justin. It looks like, looks like chicks got laser boobs. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Again, you hate being called a dude, bro. I just... (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. Uh, But then we get to a a wonderful inconsistency because the Beetleborgs (laughs) complain about how they're getting double teamed. And then the Rangers are like, we don't double team. I'm like, the girls were double teaming somebody a second ago. <laughs> Y'all a bunch of liars. <laughs> oh, Consistency. Goodness. Thy name is not Turbo. Oh, Lord. I agree with Cam. Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. <laughs> oh, God. All right, all right. Nukas will have none of your shenanigans. (laughs) I've got to get this off screen because it's making me, it's it's making, it's really unsettling me. It's making me very, very unsettled. Yes. Very unsettled. Quite. Yes, quite. Yes, quite. Yes, quite. So is there anything else that we want to bring up specifically about this comic? Or did we have, I think we had a theme. I think we had a little bit of a thematic discussion. I I did put, I think I'm looking at, oh, I do want to, before we get into anything like that, I did want to bring up that the way that the comic ends is kind of meta. And the final panel of this comic. So you've got the, all of our heroes in their mecha driving away through a portal and 
One of them says, do you think we'll ever meet them again? And Justin says, I'm not sure, but we can always collect their comic books. And then there's a narrative caption that says, and Mm -hmm. thank goodness, so can we. It's a little metatextual, yeah. A little meta. 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 But if I had to, personally, if I had to pick a theme... It's the obvious one that we've already kind of talked about. The power of friendship. No. Oh. Wow, you made the joke instead of me. <laughs> no, because they talk about cooperation and teamwork. So I'm like, okay, fine. Cooperation, I guess. It's not so much teamwork as it is cooperation. Okay, hang on, hang on. I do want to back up one second because they dropped that subplot with Joe from the Beetleborgs pretty quickly about her being nervous about participating. Oh yeah. In the yeah, they they dropped it like really quick. I feel like like they like they did not even acknowledge it at the end. Hmm. So. I don't know. Whatever. I just wanted to mention that they kind of dropped it. I mean, it, the yeah. ending of this comic is really fast. I mean, it, we literally oh, go oh, no, from a giant mech fight to villains yelling at each other to everyone saying goodbye and going through a portal in about four... At a, no, not even four pages. Three pages. About three pages, four panels. About four panels, yeah. No, it's more it's, panels than that, but... You sure? Yeah, no. one, two, three, five panels. So yeah. Oh, okay. So one more, one mm-hmm. more. Yeah. So ranges, it ends quickly. The ranges, Beetleborgs. That last explosion opened up a new teleportation portal. All the energy drained into it. <laughs> I, don't know. I didn't realize Alpha Six was from Chicago. <laughs> I'm just make I'm just making shit up now at this. Point. Oh, oh, oh. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All of the dragon daggers. Anyway, so yeah. If I had to pick a theme, it would be cooperation. Cooperation. Because yeah, which is, yeah we start yeah. off with the heroes distrusting each other, being manipulated, and then they're like, oh wait. <laughs> we should be friends and fight the bad guys. Oh, the chat is being very inappropriate right now, so I, I don't want to even acknowledge it at the moment. So yes. again, stay the ch- on the stay chat, on target. The, the, ch- the chat the chat is being very uncooperative. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you think? Am I am I on to something there? I mean, nothing deep. I mean, nothing that I'm, nothing that we can. What were you expecting from this? I mean, this is about as by the numbers a crossover as you can get. I mean, I was kind of hoping that it would be very similar to going green where we actually were able to get a, um, um, the chat is working very hard to distract you. a, A substantive discussion, a substantive discussion out of, out of that comic. The chat is working very hard. Cam, I will not acknowledge you. Um, <laughs> oh no, he has morphed into Ego Ranger. <laughs> oh boy, I know, Christopher. I, I, Chris, I started it. You're right. I'm trying to land the plane, guys. Yeah. I'm trying to land the plane. Oh boy, but no, I just, I just don't think there's really a whole lot to mine there. Not really. Not really. I just don't, I just don't think there's a ton because, like, the the theme of cooperation. It's just like it's. Okay. I mean, it's, it's, it's about, it's right up there with when we talked about teamwork for <laughs> Ninja Steel. Not, uh, it's just not a whole lot there. So yeah, 
they yeah. stop bickering and, with each other and they help each other out and they beat the bad guys get out of the pocket dimension yippee skippy yay <laughs> peanut they, butter and jelly uh, peanut, peanut, peanut butter, butter and, and chocolate of badness or goodness mm. or heroism or something <laughs> anyway yeah and they they bond with each other you know the girls are like oh my gosh this is so cool and <laughs> Yeah, they get the obligatory hug at the end. Yeah, know. they do, and all the boys bond pretty well and stuff like that. They have a few moments where they just stop fighting, and they're like, hey, let's all be nice to each other. And Elgar's in the back saying, what's wrong, Auntie D? <laughs> oh, My audition for Wonder Woman didn't go well. I lost it to Gal Gadot. Can you believe it? (laughs) I can believe it. Gal Gadot is a beautiful woman. Oh, God. Anyway. You know, if someone wanted to be absolutely insane and do a movie version, a new movie version of Turbo and and actually bring Diva Talks back and they cast Gal Gadot, Gal I Gadot. might forgive Gal that Gadot. character. Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot. Yeah, absolutely. I actually might forgive the character at that point. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For I was sure. like, okay, I, I can't argue. I just, I can't. For sure. I just, oh. So, yeah. Nathan, that was the Power Rangers Turbo versus the Beetleborgs Metallics comic. Thank what? you again to what? Silverback for making uh, us aware again. of this and providing thank you us again with to, the comments. Yes, yeah, Zachary. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. Zachary. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. We really appreciate that. Like mm-hmm. we, we sincerely, we really appreciate that. We we're fooling around, but we would not be able to do this live stream without, without your help. So we do appreciate it. Nathan, closing thoughts. Are we doing it's morphin time? What are we doing? Uh, we, if not, uh, we, I don't have to play the sounder unless you really want the sounder. Uh, what about, does everyone want this? Yeah, let's do the sounder. Okay. We'll do the sounder. Let's do, let's do the shtick. We'll do, let's do, well, since we did do the, do, do the awards, we can do it's morphin' time. We'll do that. And this is the part of the show in 60 seconds or less where we give our final thoughts on a comic or TV series that we'll be discussing for this episode. So Nathan, do you have your stopwatch ready? Hold on. You know I'm not cutting any of this out, right? This All right, I'm ready. This is going to go up as is. Okay, On your mark, it's set, go. All right, so this is completely harmless. Yeah. If you are, if you, this is pure nostalgia and peanut butter and chocolate sweetness. That's all it is. <laughs> and corsets. And corsets. And, and nukes. <laughs> that's, that's all this really is. If you... If you want, if you, it, this thing lives in a, this thing lives in a time capsule. I think. It really, it really um, does. However, it is very difficult to find and very expensive. Very, very. So I don't think it's worth the, worth the astronomical prices that are being asked for it. If you go looking for mm-hmm. it, I'm guessing, like I said, it's not in the boom studios archives, probably because of rights issues over the Beetleborg characters. Cause they got everything mm-hmm. else. Those yeah. other two magazines. So I would recommend doing what Michael did. Find a digital copy so you don't have to spend a gazillion dollars. In fact, I may actually post the digital copy in the chat right now for everyone to look at if they want to see it for themselves and time. Yeah. So that was our discussion on Power Rangers Turbo versus the Big Bad Beetleborgs Metallics comic. Hope you guys enjoyed that discussion. Sorry it wasn't as 
substantive as we typically get, but really there's just not a ton. There's to, not a lot to go off of. There's not a lot to mine out of this one, guys. It's um, entertaining and that's about it. Yeah, it's entertaining as all hell, and you get to see some characters, some beloved characters, and some unbeloved characters that that you may or may not like. But all things considered, I don't regret reading it. No, I, I don't either. Especially, I don't. especially because I kind of have a new favorite character. But <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. Re- I don't regret reading it at all. I'm glad that I got the opportunity to read it, and you know, actually, you know, enjoy it for what it was. It was a breezy. I think it took me maybe. 30 minutes to read through it if mm-hmm. that and then probably you know obviously i gotta obviously we gotta take notes for for this episode but you know maybe like i spent maybe 45 minutes or so with it but yeah it was a breezy little read if, if you got time i actually posted a link to where you can find a digital on someone looks like someone actually posted the the copy the scans of the book mm-hmm. online so you if you want to read it for yourself by all means do i think it's worth checking out if you want to it's a lot of fun yeah so nathan do you want to tell the listeners with attitude what they can expect for the next episode well <laughs> to, staying on theme <laughs> Even though we hashtag don't talk about Turbo, uh, we just did right now. And now we're getting to Turbo source material with Geku So Sentai Car Ranger. Car Ranger. I am down to the last three of eight discs of on nice. this show. Uh, so the Shop Factory set. I'm splitting my time between that and watching it on Tubi. And mm. I. I'm going to save all of my thoughts for the episode. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say right now. I'm going to save it all for there. And we will be joined by Drew Dodgen, my temporary co-host on Henshin Man, but most notably the co-host of the Cellcast, uh, an animation podcast. So mm-hmm. it should be fun. He's already finished it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. I think it'll be a fun, fun episode. What do you think? I think it's going to be a good time. I really enjoyed Car Ranger for what, when I first watched it, I've enjoyed Car Ranger, what, what, what I've watched of it again so far for, for the upcoming episode. I'm looking forward to talking to Drew. I, I really loved yours and Drew's dynamic on, on Henshin Men. Drew's a lot of fun. <laughs> but outside of that, I want to save... I want to save thoughts for when we're on stream together. Mm-hmm. For sure, for sure. And then after that, we'll, we'll have another comic book episode. And this one is a little bit of a story. This was originally not on our list. It was originally, I thought, going to be a Henshin Men episode. But then mm-hmm. things got shuffled around and changed around a little bit for the schedule for this show and for, for Henshin Men as well. So I ended up getting moved over to this show mm-hmm. and I was hesitant to have it on power trip and do it on Henshin men us on Henshin men because I thought it was a better fit there because this is technically on the fringes of being connected to power Rangers, in my opinion, mm-hmm. but we will be yeah. talking about a manga and it will be Himitsu Sentai Go Ranger, the original manga for the original super Sentai Mm-hmm. which was written and drawn by Shotaro Ishinomori. 
which will be a really fun book. I got my copy, Nathan. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. I've, I've got my copy. It's a tome. To start. It's 400 pages. It's a lot. It's a lot. I think I can get it. I think I'm, I'm going to try to get it done in a weekend. Mm-hmm. You know, just try to take a, you know, just try to get it done like half of it, half of it on Saturday, maybe the other half on Sunday or, or something. I don't know yet, but it's, it's, it looks like a fun read. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've I've read it before. I'll be rereading it for the next for that episode. So mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to say the least. Because if you're used to newer Sentai series or you're used to Power Rangers and you read this, and you're going to be caught off guard a little bit because it's really different. It creates some of the tropes. But some of the tropes aren't there yet. <laughs> yeah. As usually happens when it's the first of something. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So looking forward to that episode and uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. If you guys want to submit any comments, questions, emails, what have you to the show for us to read, we're getting a little low on mailbag stuff. So I think we've covered all the mailbag stuff up to this point. I think we've been trying to work through that. But uh, if you guys have any questions, comments, tweets, emails, what have you, you want to send us, we will definitely, definitely read that out on a future episode of the show. So Nathan, this has been a fun recording, but as always, we have to say our power blessing. May you enjoy the peanut butter and chocolate of badness. And may you never have to eat Turbo Ranger Toast and Beetleborg Borscht. And may the power protect you! Nucus declares it! Thank you for listening to The Power Trip, a podcast produced and hosted by Michael Hamilton and Nathan Marchand. If you'd like to send us feedback, email us at powertrippod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter, where our handle is at thepowertrippod. And join our official Facebook group, Power Rangers Legacy. Subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and other great podcatchers. The podcast logo was designed by Rebecca Hudgens. Follow her on Instagram at super underscore r underscore illustrations. Our theme song was created by JP Gant. Follow him on Twitter at homebrewedsd. We also use tracks from Super Sentai Complete Works 30th Anniversary Album. All film and audio clips belong to their respective copyright holders and no infringement is intended or implied. The Power Trip has no association with Toei Company Limited, Saban Entertainment, or Hasbro. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Podchaser to spread the word about the show. And until next time, see ya! This podcast is part of the Kaiju Ramen Podcasting Network and is copyright 2023, Kaiju Ramen Media, LLC. Ha ha!